Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello there and welcome back to the Pod Tim's YouTube channel. It's another video here today from myself and Tony. We're going to look at Celtic's season and give it a wee preview. It's the night before we unfurl the league flag at home to Ross County. Uh, so just got to spend a bit of time talking about what we think the season's going to look like, what the challenges will be, and possibly picking out our predictions for who we think will play the year, maybe who we think might be a surprise package in the squad as well. Uh, so I, as I say, it's myself, Darren, I'm with Tony. I'm in a pretty grey South Lanarkshire. Tony is sunning it up in beautiful Santa Ponza. How you doing, Tony? And how are you looking forward to Celtic finally getting to unfurl that league flag again? Hola, amigo. Yeah, I'm doing well, apart from the fact, as I just told you before we started recording, I've come out to my balcony to record and I've logged myself out and uh, the missus is working for the next three years. So uh, we'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. I'll probably phone reception and hopefully he'll come up and, and let me back in my apartment and I can go out and get a beer. But not strange not to be in uh, the Celtic Park for Flag Day. It's always a good occasion and um, so it was good to to see you fly the flag, and I don't know who's doing it tomorrow. I'm not sure. Usually they have someone. Um, quite James prompt. Forrest. James Forrest. I guess that's to tie in with his testimonial. That's fine. Very good. That's um, a nice one for him. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, I guess probably a bit disappointed the way the squad is. I thought we would be we'd have had a, at least one major signing come in, and I don't think we've had one starting player signed, which um, is disappointing. I think the money's there. Jota went for £25 million. I think we get money for Costa Coglu and Champions League money, sold out season tickets, etc, etc. And everything in place went up. So I know there's still time and I'd assume that we, we can take care of Ross County Celtic Park. No disrespect to them. Uh, but I think uh, Aberdeen look as though they're a bit resurgent under Robson. So I'd like to, I'd like to see one or two big starting players come in for um, the start of next week um, to, to be able to play Petordi and I think that would settle everybody and, and give us a good chance at a maximum points for the first um, 
well, for every game, obviously, but it's important to make a strong start. The first four games are quite important, um, and you want to be going to Ibrox and, and getting a result for sure. Yep, definitely. As you say, it's uh, a couple of tough away games in the first four, and I think it's just mad. Like when you think about how different life is to about two and a half months ago, we were loving life under Ange, cruising towards a treble. Then so much has happened since then. Ange's left, uh, Jot has left, Aaron Moyes retired, and Brendan Rodgers is back in the building. And uh, I, I know you tweet it quite uh, frequently, but it is quite unbelievable where we are at this stage. It's must be about two months to the day almost since we lifted that Scottish Cup and then it became pretty evident after that and a lot of us sort of worried about where the club would go after that and who we would appoint. I think it was it seemed unrealistic. A lot of people thought that Rogers would come back and thankfully, I know, I'm pretty sure all of us that are on pod terms are right behind the appointment. I know some sections of the support might not be. That might take a bit of time. Uh, I don't know if it'll affect uh, the team, I wouldn't think it would. I think they're professionals. Like they, I think Rogers knows what he's walking back into, and uh, he spoke about he. It's, it's up to him to sort of get people back on side, and the best way to do that will be to get results on the pitch. But uh, how do you sort of see the squad? You've just sort of mentioned uh, that you hoped for a bit better in the sort of transfer market. How do you sort of assess it? Because I think there's a few ways of looking at it. Because there's a lot of people who. No disrespect to Ange, everybody loved what he done when he was at Celtic, but a lot of people seem to think that we've upgraded on the manager, but obviously we have lost two major uh, players from that team that won the treble last season, and Jota and Aaron Moy, and as you say, we've replaced them with players that are a bit unknown uh, at this present time. So how do you sort of assess the squad going into this uh, new season? I agree that we've upgraded the managers, but that's because I think Rogers is exceptional. I think Andrew's exceptional as well. I just think Brendan's achieved more in the game, which is, is evident. He's managed at a higher level for a, a longer period of time. And at Leicester, for the most part, he's done a, a tremendous job against the, the best clubs and, and managers in the, in the world. So um, the squad's still strong, don't get me wrong. Could we win the league if we didn't sign another player? Yeah, very possibly. But I think we're in a position where we need to press on again. I've mentioned before about how Celtic sometimes do do signings, etc., with a time frame in mind and they could be quite smart. It looks as though Rangers are probably just about finishing up their summer business and they've signed loads of players. I think they've signed nine, I've seen a report. It wouldn't be surprised me if Celtic wait till they're finished and then blow them out the market or blow them out the water, sorry. And we, we go into the market and bring in two major um, first team ready players. But I don't think it should just be a case of looking at Rangers. We need to be looking at Europe. And um, I don't think the squad would get very far in the Champions League. They could sign, as I said before, five £20 million players and we might still not get anywhere in the Champions League, just depending on the luck of the draw. But I think we're in a position of strength and it's always important to kick on and not just kind of think, oh, well, we've done it. But for me, Kyogo's excellent. I like Big O, so striker options is good. Maida can obviously play in there as well. I think it's evident we, we want to upgrade in Joe Hart. Um, good shot stopper, good person to have around the club, yada, yada, yada. But for certain styles of play, I don't think he'll be good enough. Um, I think centre-half, if Starfelt leaves, I'd definitely like to see somebody else come in. I know we've signed Naroki. I guess he's maybe the one player you could see as a, a starting player, potentially. Uh, we just need to see how that transpires. Uh, transpires. Ugh, transpires. That's me fucking sober as well. Um, 
I think you want another winger as much as a bad as looks sharp and so's Maida. You can't lose a twenty-five million pound winger. No, take at least I don't know five or six and you can get a ready-made winger. They could probably do the same thing, keep them for a couple of years and cash in. So, I think the squad is strong, but it could be stronger, and I think it needs to be stronger for us to retain all three trophies and compete in Europe. Yep, I'm, I'm sort of on the same lines as you. I think I've seen a lot of people. I wouldn't say they're panicking, but they, they they seem to echo a lot of the same sentiments that you've brought up there. They were expecting more. And see, to be honest with you, I think a lot of that is done to do with Rogers being back. I think it sort of changed expectations. I think if we had the exact same transfer window under Ange, I think people would be a lot more positive about it. We've obviously tied down three of your major players and Maeda, Kyogo and Cal McGregor on long-term deals. Uh, signed a £5 million centre-half, which a lot of people thought we needed. I know a lot of people still had some reservations about Carol Starfelt, whether he's there or not in a few weeks remains to be seen. That sort of rumour won't go away. Uh, signed the two Koreans and like one of them was a, a Korean young player of the year. I think I said it a few weeks ago. I think I think if he was signed under Ange, people would have been a lot more positive about it just because they believe that Ange is get that sort of eye for the uh, talented players over in Asia and you've also got guys like Odin Holm and uh, Marco Tilio who obviously we've not seen Tilio because he's injured but I, I think it just remains to be seen because like, I get that last season we obviously completed the uh, permanent deals for Carter Vickers and Jota which was absolutely massive but I think people need to remember that when we signed him People were happy that we brought new players in, but nobody expected them to be on and be as good as they are. And that's the sort of challenge for these players that have came in, that they can sort of defy expectations. And the fact that that there's no... I I don't don't think there is much expectation on some of these guys, just because people don't seem to rate them as much. I agree with you. I think there will be business done. I think that's for a variety of reasons. I think Rogers, we've spoken up to the heavens about... uh, being a top coach who develops players. I think he would have wanted a few weeks to uh, properly see the team. He's been up against decent opposition in Japan and then up against Wolves and uh, Bobao as well. Like So there will be a few players. Obviously, David Tumble seems to be one that's taking a sort of opportunity under him. I had, had some good positive words to speak about him the other day. And I think that we need to be realistic about where we are, that we are. There's a lot of players that we are maybe interested in that when they're first choice, they maybe want to move to England or France or Germany or even Saudi Arabia these days. But the fact is that they might become more available as the transfer window goes on. We've just went into August, so there's still three and a half weeks to go. Uh, obviously, teams will sort of drop out of qualifying as well, so maybe keep Celtic get guaranteed Champions League football. So it means that some of these players might end up at us uh, down the line. But I agree with you, I think. There's some tough games coming up, especially that Aberdeen game. Uh, it's just one that we really need to uh, be on top form for. And I, I, I don't know. It's I wouldn't say the squads. It, it's, it's I think it's too soon to say it's weaker because Aaron Moy obviously missed a, a good part of the first chunk of the season, and then the last couple of months as well, he wasn't involved as much. And Jota was obviously a massive player, but. Abada looks like a player reborn under Rogers and went for somebody whose agent, I, I assume, was uh, sort of feeding to the papers that he was wanting to go. And there was links with Ajax and Sporting Lisbon to 
last week, I think it was, was it in the back of one of the people saying that he was very happy to stay, so he might just be the out-and-out replacement for Jota in terms of starting a lot more games than he has recently. Uh, but I, it's, it's how where, where do you think the sort of expectations are of Rodgers going into this domestic campaign? He's obviously won seven out of seven domestic trophies uh, when he was here the first time. How different is it for him uh, this time around, Tony? Well, just to touch on your Abada point, I think the only thing is Abada's the replacement for Jota. Who's the replacement for Abada? Because Abada's numbers were still good last season, even though he wasn't, he wasn't playing as much. So that's kind of when I think we're weaker. But as you say, Rodgers is probably improving a lot of players that we'd written off. But still, for me, I'm not massively concerned, but definitely would like a couple of, a couple of more uh, first-team-ready players in. Um, what's the expectation? For a guy that's managed hundreds of games in the Premier League to come up here with the biggest budget, the expectation is to win the treble, I think. Um, I know Rangers have strengthened, but Michael Beale's still quite a, a rookie coach um, in terms of he's not got a lot of experience. He's not won anything um, as a manager. He came in and he won the treble. He, he watched this one quite a few trebles when he was he was a coach, and he did he did win the league title with them uh, before. So Roger's done it. He's done it in high pressure situations. We've already mentioned in other podcasts. He's been in title races against the best team in the world. Obviously, just came up short. Um, he's won the FA Cup with Leicester. He's won double trebles with us, and basically was the reason we won a, a treble treble and probably. His impact led to the quadruple treble as well, but even even fair, obviously Lennon did did a lot of the work for that, which is fine. So um, for me, I'm not saying I expect him to win a treble. If he doesn't win the treble, then as long as I'll be saying sack him. I think he needs to win the league. That's a must. Um, it would take a lot for him not to win the league. I think. I think just has you would like to think that his experience and quality he can. He can overcome the challenge for Rangers. If, if, if that doesn't happen, then I, th- I think Rangers will have had to have performed at an, an exceptional level and we'll have had to have dipped somewhere. But I'd like to think he can um, he can retain the, the trophies we have and, and make a bigger impact in Europe. Um, I think he knows that himself. And I, think, I don't think he's coming back here um, looking at just doing a wee bit better than last time. I think he's obviously wanted to really compete in Europe and maintain the level he had before. So, who wins the treble this year will finally get Brendan Rodgers here for 10 in a row. So, there you go. <laughs> I agree. I think, you don't want to sound spoiled and say you expect trebles, but the way Rodgers was first time around, I, it wasn't that I expected trophy after trophy, but it was the fact that I felt that while he was Celtic manager, I couldn't see any team uh, getting close to his in trophies and look, you can have one off day and it could cost you a treble. We've seen that under Ange in his first season where uh, we didn't turn up for the second half of the semi-final and end up losing a, a trophy. And apart from that, we picked up every trophy, took five of the uh, last six trophies and five out of the last seven trebles uh, that were available. So it's it really is... As you say, I think he will be more measured on uh, his European campaign. We're not going to cover that in this episode just because Champions League draws not been made yet. We'll do one after that because we know how the Champions League can go. It's probably group depending what your expectations are going to be. So uh, we will cover that later in the month after the Champions League draws been made. But 
I, I think he want to play with a bit of style as well. I think that was a thing that Ange got so many people on side very early was people loved watching his football and I think there's there's been a wee bit of rewriting the history with some uh, probably because of the way he left but a lot of people sort of try and rewrite history and say oh from a season and a half in Rogers football was terrible which I, I don't personally agree with but a lot of people say that and says that it was it got to a bit stale but so I think Rogers will be there looking to excite and entertain and the, the pressing that these teams are renowned for as well, but the game against Wolves last week in Dublin, I thought we were brilliant at it and then obviously the second half as well against a Athletic Club on Tuesday night was really impressive as well and we got the win that night and I think well, we'll come on to predictions in a bit but as I say, I, I just think we're, a, we're quite a bit ahead of anything in domestically and I know that Rangers have obviously spent a fair amount uh, this transfer window, but I've, I've maintained that they had to. They lost so many important players, like your guys like McGregor, Arfield, Morelos, Ken, uh, Hilander, like All these guys just sort of walked away for nothing, and I know that's nothing new with Rangers, but it's it, it really was like that's, that's a massive chunk of what's got the Empire the last couple of years, and it, they're, they're just throwing everything at it, hoping to... Uh, come at us and I, I know I understand why people maybe aren't hundred percent satisfied with transfer dealings because of what's happening earlier, but it was much more needed on that side and uh, as you says as well, there's still a long way to go uh, in this transfer window and I'd expect Celtic to be the busier of the two for uh, the last month of the transfer window. But uh, I will we'll we'll go into sort of play the year nominations. Uh, I know the obvious, there's a few obvious ones that are going to come up uh, and I'll check our chat because I know Danny sent his in. Uh, I'll need to check if Andy sent his. Uh, so we'll start with Danny's actually since he's not here. He has went for Leo Labada as he's played a year. Uh, what do you think this season holds for Abada, Tony? It's uh, very very good chance of being played of the year if he's going to be starting. I do, I do think we will bring in another winger, so that may be a challenge for him, but um, play of the year is very possible. He's a very good player. I think he's still getting improvements to make, but his numbers uh, speak for themselves, so not a bad shout for you, Danny. Yep, I think it's... It could be quite a turnaround, like I know, because I think the last four or five months everybody sort of expected a bad it would have been one of the ones that went, and I think that he has looked uh, really good and I, I do think he made a great point about if, if he replaces Jota, who replaces him because obviously he was so effective off the bench last season and uh, coming in for games when Jota wasn't fit as well. Uh, it, it will be really important, obviously. Rogers' first season, first time around, Scott Sinclair was just so important for him. He had that great run uh, scoring in consecutive games. But... Uh, I'll, I'll come to you, Tony. Who, who's your prediction for play of the year? I know it's early doors. We've not completed our transfer business, but who are you going for? Uh, I'll go for Kyogo. Um, signed the new deal. He's obviously looking forward to playing under Brendan. It's his third season in Scotland. He's getting better every year. He's getting into the peak. For me, there's no reason Kyogo can hit 30 league goals if he stays fit. Um, a phenomenal player. Great goal scorer. Great press of the ball. Great attitude. Smart. Just having uh, you want your striker, so I'll go for him. It's probably quite. Uh, I'm sure there's loads of people going for him, but um, for me, I think he makes the most sense. I think this should be another really good season for Kyogo. 
Ah, yeah, as you say, I think he's went from strength to strength. Like last season, where he was a real big game player, especially in domestic cups and derby games, he was just so pivotal when it mattered. And I wouldn't surprise anybody. I know he'll miss a bit of the season if he gets picked for Japan, but uh, hopefully we do sort of manage to cope with that absence. I think he would only miss two or three games, so hopefully uh, his absence isn't too long. Uh, I'll go for mine now. I'm going to go a bit left field. I was tempted to go for Carter Vickers just because I did in the last season and when he came out of the team towards the end of the season, I realised how important he was. Uh, but I'm going to go for another defender. I'm going to go for Alistair Johnston. I think that he was really, really brilliant when he came in. Perfect replacement for when Juranovic left. I know he's injured at the moment. I'm hoping maybe he'll be back for that game at Pedodri or uh, no long after that. But I think he's just so... He's got to be so pivotal. I know a lot of people wanting our right-back brought in just to sort of challenge him, but I think nobody will sort of bring a, a, a hope in the hell uh, getting him out of the first team when he's back fixed. I think Rodgers will love him. I think he'll be so important to the way we play. And... I just for me, I think that he's he he could be my outsider for player of the year. I think he's with full season under his belt. I think he's just gonna continue to go from strength to strength. Uh, I uh, Danny's surprise package. He has went for another fullback. He's went for Alejandro Bernabe. Didn't get much game time last season, obviously. You'd expect a young player who's came from Argentina to take time to settle in. I know he had his problems off the pitch as well. Uh, what are you expecting for Bernabe? Do you think he'll be, be right up there challenging Greg Taylor for that left-back slot? He obviously he's scored a few goals in pre-season and uh, looks to be settling in a bit more. It's hard to say. Sometimes he's looked dreadful. And then other times he's looked really good. The goal that he scored against Barbao, the, play, the, the kind of build-up to that was excellent. The, the goal in Japan, I think it was against Osaka, he blitters the ball off the absolutely name. He chases it for 60, 70 yards and then gets his goal. So I think that, I think I said at the time, that kind of sums him up for me. He's, he's rough as fuck in the edges, but there's obviously a player in there somewhere. So um, maybe he can challenge. It's hard to say. Um, Greg Taylor's been pretty good the last couple of seasons. So uh, hopefully he can challenge and it just improves him and Taylor at the same time. Aye, as you say, I think two of them challenging each other would be brilliant for us and uh, bring the most out of each of them. Uh, what about, is there anybody in the squad that you you could tip for being a surprise package this season, Tony? I mean, probably surprise wouldn't be the right word, but I think Matt O'Reilly will step up another gear under Brendan Rodgers. I think he'll be even better. I think, but, but I guess what I'm saying, I think people will be surprised at how good he will be under Brendan Rodgers. I think he's a very good player. Um, I think there was something... During the season, where he wasn't certain maybe off field issues, but when he's on form, he's been um, he's been pretty fantastic. So, um, uh, I for me, um, I think he'll surprise how, how how effective he is. I think he'll score more goals. I, I you know I was thinking about going for O'Reilly. I gave him a lot of stick on here last season, and uh, he obviously finished top of the assist chart and really come on again in the last few months of the season. I thought so. I would not be surprised one bit, uh, especially after the sort of turned around his form towards the end of last season. I think Rogers will just uh, get a lot out of him as well. Uh, surprise package for me, I sort of, as I say, I struggled with this one. I was thinking about it really. I know there's been a lot of talk about Turnbull. I still think the midfield might be a wee bit too strong. 
uh, for him to get in. But one player that's just come in that I think might force his way in is Odin Holm. I think he's looked brilliant in pre-season. I think he looks, for a young player, he looks very confident. He's always willing to take the ball in that midfield and uh, he's not afraid to try it. And I think that he might really start to uh, get himself in there and uh, give himself a real chance of becoming a first-team regular. Have you been impressed with him in pre-season, Tony? Yeah, he's looked tidy enough, to be fair. So maybe that is somebody that was actually going to be a massive surprise, I guess. The, the, the new guys have got it all to prove in terms of Yang as well and um, Naroki, etc. So hopefully these guys can be a bit of a surprise. Aye, definitely. As you say, the new signings, he is, he is one of them, but there's a few that just could sort of jump out anywhere. We just, as I said earlier, it's a bit of a non-quantity at this time. Uh, but hitting close to 25 minute marks, so we'll start to wrap up with our two predictions now. I'll go first on this one. I think that, as I say, like, I, I don't mean it in a pure gallus way and disrespectful to our teams, but I just think with Rodgers as our manager, I can't see us dropping our domestic trophy. It may well come that we don't turn up one, one of the times at Hamden or any other sort of game, but uh, I, I, I'm going to agree with Danny. I'll, I'll put his domestic prediction in as well. He's saying that Brendan Rodgers will finally get his treble treble that he was well on the way to, and he will complete Celtic's treble treble for the last three years. So I'm going to agree with him. I think we're going to lift another treble, Tony. What's your prediction for the domestic scene? Oh dear, this, this is a disaster. If we get clipped here, if this doesn't go to plan, you're clipped. I don't think we clipped before in the worst ever season. So, uh, I, I think we're well capable of winning a, another treble. Um, I think it'll be more difficult. I think Rangers will be better than this year. I think it'll be a longer slog in the league. I think we need to prepare ourselves for a, for a long battle. But I think in the end, we'll, we'll win the league and I think we'll retain the two cups. Well, there you go. It is quite the optimistic uh, predictions. I know some people build these pre-season predictions up and then uh, you get to the end and you're, I don't think we'd ever go surprise you by saying that we don't think Celtic are going to win a trophy just for what that would probably mean. So I will both predict and treble, so is Danny. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments and we'll maybe come back to this in May and see who was right. Get your predictions in for player of the year or who your surprise package is going to be as well. Uh, we will wrap it up there. Make sure you're following all the socials. Wait, on... wait, wait. We're not doing a prediction for the game. I think you gave yours about a week and a half ago, but I will go for it. How are we going to get on and flag day? I think I said 5 0 and I think I said a kill go hatic, so I'll stick with that. Did you give yours? Sorry, maybe you didn't. I didn't, no, but I think. I think we're going to blow them away. I think that we'll be 4 0 up in about 20 minutes. I think that Rogers is really going to have them flying at the traps. And I think it might be similar to, I think it was the start of the 9 0 season when we beat St Johnston 7 0. And I think it could be similar. I think Ross County aren't up too much. And uh, I, I'll go for 7 0. And I'll go for Matt O'Reilly to get a double. Don't know who else will get goals. There'll be too many. But. As I say, we'll wrap that up. Uh, we will be back after the Ross County game where we review. Hopefully have that Sunday or Monday for you. Uh, make sure you're following our social media platforms, which are on the screen below me. Uh, and as I say, let us know what your predictions are in the comments. And we will, uh, anybody that gets the predictions for Saturday, will give you a shout out. And I will store all the season predictions and come back to them in May and see who got any right and who was spectacularly wrong. 
Uh, but I make sure you're liking and subscribing. If uh, subscribe to the channel if you're enjoying the content, we will be back as soon as possible. As long as somebody uh, unlocks that balcony, or else Tony might just be stranded in Santa Ponsa for the rest of the season. But I thanks very much for taking the time to watch and here we Cheers, see you later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.